Hello. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the Neek Mystery Machine. The only place that is Tammany Hall for ghosts. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going with it. I, I was like, where's she going with this? The only place. Adam looked at me like, do you remember what we say next? <laughs> I know sometimes you forget. So it's the old age. Oh my gosh. Well, welcome everyone. We're so happy to be here once again with an all new wonderful episode. You know, we've we've been getting some new listeners over the last couple of weeks. Welcome. Um partly due to the fact that we were voted the number 5 out of 25 best uh New York podcasts. Woo-hoo! Um so maybe that was it. And so if you haven't seen that head on our social media, it has the full list of of those 25 best New York podcasts. But um we're we're so happy that you have joined us if you are new to the show. Um you know, uh, if you haven't yet, if you're new to the show, you found us on the iTunes or, or, or Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever, be sure to go to our social media and follow us there. We post a lot of cool stuff all over there. And of course, I say I'm a broken record, but um, today is a real good reason why I need to give this commercial <laughs> ad because we started recording and my headphone wire yeah. was on the floor of the studio in pieces. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. In the arms <laughs> of the angels. But I couldn't, I had to like MacGyver it <laughs> to like make it work so I can hear myself on the show today. So, and if there's one thing you should know coming into the New York Mystery Machine, it's that my levels are constantly changing all the time. So uh, this is critical. You thought your ears were blasted off before? Imagine if we didn't have headphones. Oh my God, you guys. The post on that would be the worst. It would be me like... <laughs> Crying in a corner. Like, Christine, I can't edit this show anymore. Um, <laughs> so we really need some new equipment, folks. Um, and the best way to do that is to head it over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Machine. And for a little as uh, $3 a month, you could be a patron. For a little as $5 a month, you get a patron exclusive. Every month you get a new episode. We have a new episode dropping in a couple of weeks for March and um, pretty exciting stuff. So, um, and if you sign up today, you get access to those past episodes already. So, like, you, you automatically get them and you get a sticker. And um, we have some a very other, nice sticker. We have some other cool stuff happening too. Some um, some new stuff happening. In the fall, we may be doing some uh, some events mm. that may be coming about and merchandise is in the mix. We're gonna we're gonna be putting some polls out um, <laughs> later in the upcoming weeks of things that you may be interested in in in, um, in buying um, with our stuff on it and so all this all the money that you spend on the on the new york mystery machine like i said a few weeks back it's the best way to support us it's the way to guarantee us giving you free material every yep. week and in and in and and in response to that right and in, in turn by us giving by you giving us money to give you free material you also get more free material less free because you, you purchase it technically <laughs> I was but say, i don't know if you uh follow that logic there. but it's more material <laughs> right right and a sticker and a sticker and less of a likelihood that your ears will bleed because we didn't understand what my levels were. Oh my god, you guys! Thinking. And when we get this new equipment, the new, the new, the new sound box we're gonna get, it's gonna be so great. So I can really and the microphones, everything's gonna be really great. And so can we when, do like an auction? Like, can people bid to like name the microphones or yeah. something like that? Because when we do get critical feedback on the show, which is seldom, it's always about Christina's levels. <laughs> 
It's always about Christina's levels. Um, <laughs> and if you think they're rough sometimes, you don't edit you the show. You have no idea. <laughs> you, don't, you don't edit the show, so how dare you? <laughs> in any case, um, really exciting uh, stuff. It's a beautiful spring day here yes, in, in beautiful New York City. And um, what better weather to talk about some some spooky, spooky stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, spring, the spookiest time of year. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I always consider, like, oh, all the weird shit happens in, in the, the spring. spring. Um, but um, some, yeah. We have a lot of some other cool stuff happening. You know, last week we spoke about um, making some connections for uh, yeah. people who we've talked about on the show, and so we've we've made those connections. And uh, in the, in the, in the next season, in in season two, we're gonna have some exclusive content um, coming out for that. Stay we're, tuned. We're gonna have some more patron stuff. So yeah, um, give us some love on the Patreon if you if you have extra few dollars a month. It really it really does help. That was a really long circle, <laughs> but um, it was really important for me to get in there. Well, that's that. That's the show today. It was just a commercial. <laughs> it was just a commercial to give us money. Um, no, we're kidding. Of course, we have a, a fun show today because today, um, today we're taking a trip to my alma mater. Oh, we're, we're heading over to the hallowed halls of New York University. Oh, lovely! Where I received my master's degree. Oh, well, master Adam. <laughs> um. Now, NYU is not just one singular building. You know that. It took over all of Lower Manhattan. Go on. <laughs> and even more so, right? The campus is sprawled out all over Lower Manhattan. It's sprawled out all over... The world, actually, right? Uh, yeah. It has places. I mean, there's, there's, they're all over Manhattan now. They're yeah. all over the outer boroughs as well. They're, mm-hmm. they, you know, they have a this spot in Brooklyn as well. Um, I believe there's also spots all over the world as well, too. You're yeah. right. I think so. I think there's like NYU Abu Dhabi. I was about to say Abu Dhabi. I, I feel think like Abu Dhabi is like the big one. So yeah, so NYU is more than a building. So when I say NYU, we're not going to be at you know we're, today. We're focusing on one place in NYU, mm. um, and we're going to stay in Manhattan today. Okay, in the original location of NYU, which Ooh. is which is Greenwich Village area of, of Manhattan West Village, and we're going to be focusing on Brittany Hall, one of NYU's dorm buildings. I was about to ask, who is Brittany Hall? I've Brittany. never heard of her. <laughs> never mind. Brittany Hall. And Brittany Hall. Like what a what a character she is. <laughs> so Brittany Hall is uh, a 17-story building located at 55 East 10th Street on the corner of East 10th and Broadway and serves mostly freshmen of NYU. Hmm. The building was constructed in 1929 as a luxury hotel named oh. the Brittany Hotel. Ah. Now, the building has plenty of history as it was up and running during the height of Prohibition in the United States. Oh, uh, in fact, the penthouse suite, which is now a 24-hour study lounge, doubled at a speakeasy. I love that. I was waiting for this. And you can still spot the false walls behind the empty bookshelves where what? you would go into the speakeasy. So is the, what is the speakeasy used for these days? I, 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 think, the, I think that is the speakeasy. Oh. I think so, it's all, I'm not sure. I've never been there. I want to go in. I want to know if, like, to get to the study hall, you have to go through a bookshelf. Like, that would be very funny. Yeah, I don't think you do. But no. I have images okay. of of the room, uh, and I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I want to go to there. I want. To, I, yeah, I'm not sure we can go to there, but we could try to. They do ghost tours around here too, so Ooh, maybe a possibility. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but one thing that I've learned from from this podcast, mm-hmm. and I think we had this conversation a few weeks ago, is that gosh, a lot of people die in hotels. <laughs> yeah, seems to be a popular. <laughs> so like. The idea that any given old building that used to be a hotel is haunted no longer seems really far-fetched Yeah, to me. no. I'm like, oh, it's probably haunted. Obviously. It's probably haunted. And then you take the era this hotel began in. The city was rife with crime. The building was, you know, you know, really um, 
in the heart of it all in, yeah. in, in the village. Now, the building itself was um, built to reflect the glamour of New York mm. um, and also reflect some of the design aspects of Grace Church, which is just across the street from oh. me. So, um, that's cool. The architecture is very similar to that as well. I want to see a picture of this place. We can, I can show you a show picture. me a picture of this place. And there it is. Oh, and uh, you know, it, you can see that it's been you know renovated over the years. Sure. And a big thing about you know, there's I read a lot of articles just about how the architecture isn't really being saved as well. And mm. this is the this is that um the the study hall that was a speakeasy. Oh, that's so cool. So you can see it is. So the study hall itself was a speakeasy. Okay. But I really hope that students have to go through a bookshelf to get there. They, I think I'm that sure be they so don't. Good. Well, I feel like NYU get on that. Yeah. And we look at, and then this is like that very Grace Church. Yeah. And I'll post these. I'm, we're showing it like you can see them, but you can't. <laughs> Trust us. Uh, but I'll post these all on the Instagram. 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 The Instagram. <laughs> Today, we're going to take a unique look at this case. Um, that's because we only really have one realish account of tragedy in the building. Okay. And like, and trust, like I did, when hearing that this building was haunted, I like went and searched for everything that could make this building haunted. But the only thing that really made it haunted was this one story. Okay. Now, students each year complain, they blog, they tell stories, they record podcasts, and they, <laughs> they find a way to tell the tale, the apparitions that they've seen in the halls of this building. And they all point to one person. A Brittany little... Hall. No, not <laughs> Brittany Sorry. Hall. Why would it be Brittany Hall? It was called Brittany Hotel It sounds before. like someone's name anyway, go on. <laughs> it's like, I want it to be Brittany Hall. Um, it's a little girl actually oh. and her name is Molly, Aww, Molly. not Brittany Hall um, Molly seems to be the guest that never checked out of this building oh no nearly 90 years ago Molly lost her life at the Brittany Hotel oh no Oh yeah, it's one of those. Oh, episodes. I hate this. It's one of those episodes. We've been looking for a friendly ghost. She's mediocrely friendly. Uh-huh. We'll see. This is New York in the Jazz Age. Right. And so the city started to becoming more and more of a skyscraper town. Mm. The skies the Chrysler building is in construction. The best building. Followed soon by the Empire. Is that is that is that something you feel? The I Chry- feel very strongly. The Chrysler building I, I have no strong feeling about it, so that this is genuine <laughs> I'm not that, it, this is not usually be like, Oh god, he's gonna say something real rude ne- next. <laughs> No, I'm a. I. It is my favorite building. I love the Art Deco style. I love the way it lights up at night. Yeah. I love. It's extremely iconic, and not that the. I mean, obviously, the Empire State Building is very iconic, but there's. It's just. There's something magical about the way the the lights fan, and um, I just think it's absolutely stunning. Um, my grandmother, when she would come uh, back from work over the bridge and she would see it, she would say, hello, beautiful, every night. And I also think of that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. I think if you're, especially if comparing Empire State and Chrysler, mm-hmm. I think that there, there is something a little bit more ornate about the Chrysler yeah. building and just the old beautiful arches. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and, and but this is not for this episode, but, you know, the story of Chrysler Building versus Empire State Building is such a great, great story mm. of competition and yeah. how the Empire State Building pulled one over on the Empire, uh, the Chrysler Building. Yeah. Another story for another day. I will say, too, that I'm very mad, as is my mother. Mom and Ellie out there is very upset with me that they have built an enormous building behind the Chrysler Building that is dwarfing her and is now, like, you go to look at the city. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and you, you can. have to, like, kind of swing, like, is that the Chrysler Building? And I hate it. Let the record state Hate it. Christina Love Mar- the Chrysler Building. Christina Marinelli of the New York Missionary Machine podcast hates what they did to the behind of uh, Chrysler Building. 
So you, you can't see it from that era. But Anywho, she endorses the Chrysler Building. But she endorses the Chrysler Building. <laughs> the Chrysler Building official. <laughs> <laughs> official <laughs> building of the Mr. <laughs> podcast. Unless, um, I mean, now, look, unless that Chrysler Building wants to do some business. And so then we'll do some I mean, business. we can talk. Yeah. I like the Flatiron Building. Is that a weird? <laughs> no, I respect that. It's, 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 uh, it's a fascinating one in its own weird this has been such a great episode of buildings we like in new york city um for more buildings we like in new york city please subscribe and like (laughs) um anywho um so during this time gosh what a segue during this time um of big buildings the elevator became not just a highlight of buildings but a necessity Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, getting from the bottom floor to the top floor of a building, you can't climb all the stairs. Yeah, climb, climb 50 stairs. So, however, safety policies are something that didn't come hand in hand. <laughs> in fact, when you look at through a lot of the daily papers of the time, many deaths were due to elevator accidents. Oh, God. You had folks crushed by elevators. You had elevator carts that would snap and plummet to the ground. Oh, God. Or you had people who accidentally fell down elevator shafts. I hate all of it. Yeah, a real thing, though. Allegedly, during construction, this little girl named Molly made her way through the halls of the hotel. Perhaps she was the daughter of someone working on the building, um, but whoever she was, the childlike wonder that she had would soon cause her demise. I'm so happy I wrote that line. (laughs) She climbed up many stairs of the building and eventually getting to the 16th floor. Molly was playing in the hallway of that floor and ended up at the end of that hall where there's a big dark void. And this is where the elevator would be installed. But they didn't, they just had a. a they were building it. No little girl should have been They didn't put up floor. like a fence around it or something? No, I don't know. Like maybe they put like a, a sign being like, hey, watch out for this big hole. It leads to 16 you floors. They should lock the doors behind them to the 16th floor. Guys, come on. In any case, um, this is where the elevator should have been installed, oh, no. but wasn't there yet. So as little Molly approached the elevator shaft, still missing that door with her dolls, because she was playing with dolls, of course, she had been lining them up along the hallways. She got to the end, lost her balance, and she fell down that elevator shaft. Oh, and she God, died. that's horrible. Now, her body was never recorded to be found, leaving so many people wondering, um, you know, whether her spirit ever did pass or not. They never found her body? No, never found the body. I've got so many questions. Yes, I mean, this, and again, this is the most popular story of this. Okay. And this story I found so many articles on. So it is like, I've heard this podcasts the- on this. Where it's like, this is the story. No one knows what happened to her. No one. Incredible. Do we have a year? What year is it? It's just roughly jazz age. 20 Um, It's before the. Oh it's a time when they're installing the elevator. So whatever. Okay. Construction started in 1929. Okay. New so. idea. We're going to comb through all the death records of six-year-olds. Named sure. Molly. Named Molly. So by the 1960s. NYU was in the middle of its first massive expansion and needed more rooms for students. Mm -hmm. They bought the Britney, which at the time had become a shell of its former glory. Mm -hmm. You know, for so long, the the hotel was glamorous, but as the 20s turned to 30s and 30s turned to 40s and 40s to the 50s, by the 40s and 50s and 60s, it was really no longer the highlight of of what it wanted. In fact, it it did have some long-term residents. In fact, there were some residents who still lived there when NYU bought it and who like you know, had the right to mm. con- 
contracts to be there. And then NYU um, basically forcibly Ooh. tried to evict them because wherever, yeah. wherever claims they, they had, um, in which the NYU students who were living there at the time were on the side of the of the like the, the last three residents. Good on them. They're like these old three old ladies. Like no, keep them here. We want to live with these old ladies. I love that. Um, but I think they did get that they all got evicted because fucking hell. Yeah. So as students lived in the building over the years, many have had experiences, and they all say that Molly is ever present in the building, haunting the halls and continuing to look for playmates among the new herd of college freshmen each year. Mm-hmm. Now, being a young girl stuck in the same building for decades can get very lonely. Aww. And, you know, you'd say to yourself, before it became a, a a dorm, it was just a hotel filled with a lot of old people. Mm. And especially, you know, looking at like the people who are living there towards mm. the end of its life as a hotel. And so once it turns into a dorm, there's a bunch of young people. <laughs> Playmates! Right? And so it seemed to start to bring the spirit of Molly. Also, renovation always does this. Go on. And renovation always does, as we learn from the show. So today I want to do something a little bit different from the show, right? So instead of theorizing who else died in this building, because I had a hard time finding that, mm. and instead of deep diving into Molly's life, which, which we have little to, to mm-hmm. no info on, we're going to take a look at the mysteries of this building from the eyes of four NYU students who mm. have shared experiences. Because okay. the one thing I did find a lot with this building is all these stories from these NYU students hmm. um, living in these dorms. So in, in 2016, we learned the stories of Amelia and Deanna. I don't know their last names. Uh, a lot of these information uh, I found through student blogs mm. and through NYU random papers. So uh, at the time, Amelia was a freshman in the dorm and she told the NYU local, which NYU local is NYU student run blog. Gotcha. Um, she told the NYU local of her tale. While her roommates were gone, she and her friends were hanging out in the dorm room. The door was closed when, quote, all of a sudden the door flew open. She said it flew like a foot wide and they all just stared at it for a second in disbelief. Ooh. Amelia wasn't ignorant to the tales of Molly. Prior to moving to the Brittany, she researched Molly and how the little girl looks for people to play with, especially at night. From her prior knowledge, Amelia said, quote, We don't want to play right now, Molly, when at that very moment, the door abruptly slammed shut, leaving just an echo of the bang and the gasps of the girls in the background. Oh. Amelia believes Molly heard the girls enjoying themselves and wanted to join in the fun. Yeah. But Molly seemed pretty upset. When Amelia told her to go away. Yeah. As I would be mentioned, little mean, girl. Yeah. Like, get out, Molly. Such a. You in danger, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, you in danger, girl. Say, <laughs> so we have an elevator show. Another freshman named Deanna, um, who, whose story we also got from the NYU local, the same article, shared her stories about fairy lights in her room that would turn on and off at random times. Mm. Quote, it's as though someone is switching them on to get my attention, but there's no one there. Mm. What's more creepy is the story that Deanna's sweetmate had. Deanna told Leiden Jabelez, or Jabeyes, I'm not really sure how to pronounce your name, Leiden, I'm so sorry, <laughs> of the NYU local, uh, this story. So Leiden writes uh, Deanna's story. Deanna says, quote, my roommate had just taken a shower and purposely did not wipe the mirror so she wouldn't get her hands wet. Mm. My other sweet mate immediately went into the shower after her. 
Midway through the shower, she thought she heard giggles through the sounds of the running water. So she poked her head out, and when she noticed, there was a wiped spot on the foggy mirror placed at the height of a young child. Trying to ignore the spot, Deanna's roommate went back to showering, and the next song that came on her phone was Dead Girl Walking from the (gasps) musical Heathers. That song is about a girl trying to find out how to spend her last few hours on Earth before she's hunted down, killed, and stuffed like an animal. Oh, God. I'm realizing I've never seen Heathers. I don't, I've never seen the musical. It sounds dark. Um, yeah. Yeek. Dead girl walking. I also really appreciate that Molly has enough pop cultural knowledge to be able to go, I know what I'm going to do here. I'm going to so really I'm, freak this girl I'm out. I'm going to start through her iPhone. Be like, yeah. Dead, dead, dead girl, dead girl. Oh, got, got yep, it. Yep, this one, this one. <laughs> got it. Get it. In 2017, Arimeta Diop wrote their own article for the NYU Local. Now, this article was titled, quote, My Encounter with the Brittany Hall Ghost. Mm -hmm. Diop began by saying they were fairly excited to be dorming in Brittany Hall. Literally just one week after living in the old hotel, they were updated on the tales of the ghost that haunts the hall. Now, here's the thing, right? The placebo effect is a real thing. Yeah. And isn't just reserved for water pills, right? (laughs) Like, it's very common for folks who've been told of the paranormal to begin to experience what they believe is strange activity and blame it on a ghost. Mm -hmm. You know, we find that a lot in in so many other cases we do. It's like, is it real? Or have you heard the story over and over again? Now you think of ghosts. Power suggestion. Yeah, the power suggestion. Like, so often, anytime someone's like, trying to a lot of time we're trying to debunk a lot of these the, the seances we're, we're trying, anytime we try to debunk something a lot of time is suggestion is really important and yeah and hearing something can freak you out yeah now Arimeta said that around halloween that first year all the students on the floor became pretty obsessed with molly or how they put it quote especially taken with the legend of molly <laughs> students would start blaming randomly falling objects on the little girl playing in her room or saying a Buddha statue being shifted on a desk was because Molly wanted attention, not because their roommate happened to just bump into it. Ah, yes. Diop paid little attention to the reality of the stories, deeming them as simply cute. These yeah. are just cute stories. Yeah. And it's true, right? So often I'm like, I, I jokingly yeah. always like, oh, it's just a ghost. Right. Because it's probably not a ghost. Right. But, you, it, know? you know, it's a fun thing to say. But that all changed one evening. So this one night, they were having some issues falling asleep. Then, as they started to drift off, there was a weighty pressure on their chest. Ooh. They said, quote, I was nervous to open my eyes for some reason. I didn't think something was there, but there was a weight as if someone was leaning over me. Eek. Maybe one of my roommates had come home and was trying to wake me up. Maybe I hadn't put away my laptop and now it was pressing against me and causing this pressure. While trying to rationalize what was happening, the nervous anxiety grew into complete fear and panic, they said. Quote, my body began to feel heavier and none of my limbs would be moved even though I willed to pop up from the bed and just see what was causing the pressure. I say like that for some time, mentally screaming at my body to listen to me until finally I managed to open my eyes. Then the unexplainable happened. Diop says they opened their eyes and, quote, there she was, hovering right over my bed, staring at me, her hair hanging down in blonde tendrils that looked dark in my unlit room. I think she giggled, but then quickly darted into my closet. Eek! She darted into her closet! Eek! Molly, get out the closet! Oh, God! 
there's something terrifying about that. I hate that she didn't leave the room. I hate that she was like, I'm just going in this closet. And now she's just in the closet. Oh, I hate that too. Like, she didn't disappear. Right. She's like, I'm going to be in here now. Can't find me. (sighs) That annoyed me the most because you know she's playing a game. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a really mean game. Because for me, I'm like, oh, then she vanished. But she didn't vanish. She intentionally made made Diop see that she's hiding in your room now. She's hiding in your room now. Ooh. I could not imagine what they were feeling. I I could not imagine. I I would die. As someone who's experienced a, a, sl- a sliver of paranormal in their life, I cannot imagine what this human being is experiencing, not being able to move their body. Oh, that's Until horrific. their eyes open, then you finally have your eyes open, you see a ghost hanging in front of you, and then you you can't do or say or scream, and then you see the ghost going to your closet. No, I hate that. Um, I, I'm failing to see the friendly aspect yet. At... <laughs> well, mine hasn't hurt anybody. She, and, and Molly will never hurt anyone in the story. Okay. Spoiler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Molly doesn't hurt nobody. <clears throat> she just wants to play, boo-boo. There are, there are better ways of asking Molly. She's literally like a six-year-old girl. You just say, will you play? No, that sounds creepy. Don't say that. I, I that. Will you play with me? <laughs> There's Please. no good way to ask. I'm, I'm Molly. <laughs> Molly, go find some other ghost friends. I'm not frightened. Ah! <laughs> That's a callback to the Merchant House Museum where we heard a little girl's voice on an EVP and that she wasn't frightened and didn't frighten the crap out of me. <laughs> so once the spirit darted into the closet, Arametta was finally able to move. Their body was able to finally be released from whatever pressure it was under. Mm -hmm. They said they hadn't realized that the whole time they were holding their breath. They tried to breathe deep enough to calm the residual panic of the situation. But the moment wasn't over yet. They're right. But out of the corner of my eye, I can still see a figure in my closet. I ignored it. Pulled the covers over my head forced my eyes shut until morning. Naturally, I didn't get any sleep that night. No, you go running out of there. You, you leave, boo. You just leave. You leave. You teach Molly a lesson. You're like, Molly, we gotta go. We gotta. This is not how you play, Molly. I am leaving. I am leaving now. This is on you. Diop ended the article by adding some rational thinking to the event. They said, quote, On one hand, I don't believe in ghosts. But on the other, I do believe in the power of someone to be so scared and half asleep that the impossible seems real. I mean, geez, I think sometimes it's hard to believe the unbelievable is like believable. But isn't it easier in the end to be like, it's a a ghost like to find. I think it's probably it's easier just to make it irrational as Mm -hmm. opposed to like trying Mm -hmm. to make it. But they found they're like, no, I was just tired and scared. And I was like, well, nope, nope, nope. But nope, again, nope, it's nope, a little nope. bit of that placebo effect, right? But at the same time, it could be very real because, like, the stories of Molly aren't isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you know, as we as we continue, we'll find more stories of Molly, and we do some more accounts to share. This little girl will not stop until someone plays with her. Maybe someone just needs to play with her. So we're gonna take a little break. We come back, tell some more stories about Molly, mm-hmm. and we're gonna figure out what's happening. At the Brittany, at Brittany Hall. Not to Brittany Hall. Not to Brittany Hall. She's not a real person. I want to get a shirt that says, hi, I'm Brittany Hall. Yes. That's a good merch. Would love that. Anyway, while we we think about more merch, (laughs) you listen to to these messages, and we'll be back in a minute. See you soon.
The New York Mystery Machine is brought to you in part by listeners like you. That's right. Head on over to our Patreon, and for as little as $3 a month, you can help keep the pod growing. By joining, you can access a whole bunch of cool stuff, such as mini-episodes, swag, exclusive playlists, and more. Head to www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine to find out more and become a patron. That's www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine and join our ever-growing community today. If you ever look at our logo, you may notice a cute, furry, black-and-white creature hanging out the window. That's Ted. When he's not hanging out inside the New York Mystery Machine, Ted is enjoying treats from BarkBox. BarkBox is the dog-obsessed company that's devoted to one goal, making dogs happy. It's a monthly subscription, totally customized box of themed toys and treats for your furry friends. BarkBox provides the best products, services, and content for pups and their people. Every box brings your dog more than $40 worth of toys and treats. Your first box ships immediately. Plus, BarkBox offers a 100% happy guarantee. If your pup isn't happy with their BarkBox, they'll work to make it right. So are you ready to spoil your pup with a BarkBox of their very own? If so, head over to www.barkbox.com slash nymysterymachine. If you use our exclusive link, you'll get a free extra month of BarkBox valued at $35 when you sign up for multi-length plans. Okay, okay, Tedward. I'll say it again for them. Head to www.barkbox.com slash nymysterymachine and get your pup some treats today. So you listen to our podcast, which means you must love mysteries. But how would you like to solve your very own mystery? Hunt a Killer is an immersive murder mystery game told over the course of six episode boxes. Each box is filled with different clues and physical items such as autopsy reports, witness statements, and more. You'll use these clues to solve an ongoing murder mystery. Work solo or as a team of sleuths to finally crack the case and reveal the murderer. So do you think you have what it takes to hunt a killer? If so, head to www.huntakiller.com and use the code NYMYSTERYMACHINE for 20% off the first box. That's www.huntakiller.com and the code is NYMYSTERYMACHINE. Sign up now and begin the hunt. Bow, bow, bow. All right, we are back. Brittany Hall, but for ghosts. <laughs> and we're chatting all about the haunting of Brittany Hall, the former Brittany Hotel. And we already heard from a handful of NYU students who have shared their tales. And we have a couple more who are telling us their experience with this terrifying little girl who refuses to leave. And that little girl's name is... Molly. Molly. Which, which when you the... said... It's a great name, but it also makes me think of Molly O'Brien from um, Star Trek Next Generation and Star Trek DS9. And love Molly O'Brien. You go DS9, not DSN. That's interesting. Yeah, I think because I think it's deep. I mean, the space station was had a nine in it, I think. When sure, sure, sure. Oh, that's interesting. Think DS9. about that, probably. <laughs> in 2000- Sorry, you've lost me, Adam. I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of in my own head now. Go on. Well, while you think about this, in 2019, <laughs> uh-huh. Lauren Gruber published an article in the Washington Square News. Uh, Washington Square News is NYU's independent student newspaper. Um, Steinhardt first year student Megan Clare Steinhardt word word that's where I graduated from word up Steinhardt Um, Megan told her tale to Gruber 
She said, quote, I was coming back from the penthouse really late and I got in and I got in the far right elevator. Clara said, when it got to the eighth floor, the elevator shook and dropped and suddenly stopped at the fifth floor. Nobody had called the elevator. In fact, it stood there for a minute. The doors opened, closed, and then it went down to the second floor like nothing happened. She said, I definitely think the ghost has something to do with it, especially since only weird encounters have happened in that one elevator. I was going to ask, that has to be the elevator shaft that was being built at the time, right? Sure. The, the rightmost elevator. Interesting. Okay. The one where she died. Mm-hmm. One can only assume. Or did she? Because there's nobody. No, there's no money. Because it vanished into the world, into the inflows. Now, there are plenty of other reports about Molly, and they always include knocks on the dorm room, dorm room doors in the middle of the night, taps on the walls, and quiet humming that's heard throughout the building late at night. The floors creak when no one is there. Cold breezes rush through the halls, though the windows are closed. There once was a pair of sweet mates whose names weren't revealed, and they said they experienced Molly every single night for one full week. Oof. Can you... Would have left. Even imagine. If I made it through night one, would have left by night two. I would have made it through night one, I think. and, and I'd have been crying, but I might have done it. Like, at roughly the same time each night, they would hear the sounds of tapping and giggling. Ah. <laughs> I hate it. Like, I don't like this at all. Like, tap, 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 No. Oh, that's so mean. Molly's a little mean girl. I don't think she knows. She just wants to have fun. She's Girls like six or just eight. Have fun. Six or eight. She should know better. She's also been dead for 90 years. <laughs> She's a 98 year old child who should have learned. Molly, you're a 98 year old child. You got to You put your shit together. <laughs> Enough. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so at roughly the same time each night they hear these sounds, the noises would grow and eventually dissipate. Yet every night it would get more and more intense. So one night it would be a faint tap, 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 faint giggle. The next night a little stronger, a little stronger. Finally on the last night, Molly appeared. Mm -hmm. Her long hair covered a bit of her face, just as Aramata expertly described in her story. Mm. She stood there for just a moment. Finally, the two girls screamed, I don't want to play, Molly. And Molly vanished. Throughout the years, it's been said that this is the go-to phrase of many NYU students. However Molly appears, whether it be sounds, full-on apparitions, uh, if you tell her, I don't want to play, Molly, she usually gets her to leave Mm -hmm. and she bounces. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll get rid of her forever. Some reports, many reports, say that Molly will still come around and play, ask to play, even if you asked her to leave before. Right, right. So what they need to do is they just need to set out some stuffed animals. Be like, all right, Molly, those can be yours. And it's like, I can't touch these. What's uh, happening? Oh, God. Am I a ghost? If she can make tapping sounds. I know, I know. The supernatural. Then she weird. learned the ghost trick where you like put all your emotion in your oh, hands. Oh my love. <laughs> Molly, you in danger, girl. Two ghost references in a, in a week. Woo! <laughs> Look at us go. Oh, geez. Many people, including building inspectors, say that the noises in the halls or on the floors are just due to the fact that the building is just plain old, right? Mm. They say the pipes are loud and clanky, the vents are just a little tattered and rusty. 
But in 2005, a paranormal team did a sweep of the Brittany. Their report, no direct ghostly presence. Okay. They deemed that it's a combination of faulty wiring, thin walls, mm -hmm. and what they described as disturbed residual energy, which like a film strip reactivates once in a while. Residual energy? From like that faulty wiring or like residual, residual energy of time past? A little bit of all of that. Okay. And the conclusion was that with the amount of stress people in a building mm. and all the energy that it's, it's put forth from that, mm -hmm. plus the building's age and issues, the old try and electronics right. and where it's located, all these things combined mm -hmm. in a phenomena that creates what some believe to be a supernatural entity. Mm. And again, here's the thing. We, we One thing we do know is that anything supernatural, anything paranormal, it's always energy. Mm -hmm. Whether it be a, a real ghostly presence or whether it be just literal energy, usually at the end result, most of these stories is just energy manifesting itself in some way, mm -hmm. shape, or form. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it's a ghost and sometimes it's not, but right. usually always some sort of energy. But whatever the case may be, it doesn't really change the experiences the students have and how specific they always are. And again, could this be placebo, right? Could this be, right. well, I've heard the story of Molly, so this must be Molly. Sure, it could be. Mm -hmm. But because how specific these people are, and also a lot of these, these writings are people who have really no reason to like yeah. BS. Right. The similarities are, are kind of very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's also important to note that Brittany Hall isn't just an isolated spot of paranormal activity uh, in the NYU world. Oh. So, like, I'm currently working on a page and exclusive episode mm. all about the haunting of Washington Square Park, mm -hmm. which is home to <laughs> many bodies under the grass. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, because for a long period of time, uh, it served as a burial ground and... Lots, mm -hmm. many, Mass grave. most of those bodies weren't weren't ever moved. We right. just built stuff on top of them. Right. So more than that, the Patreon exclusive episode coming soon. But going back to that Gruber article that I mentioned, a sophomore named Hillary Osai had also an encounter in the Gramercy Green Residence Hall. She said, "Quote: I woke up in my dorm in the middle of the night to find like this pale figure standing next to my bed. At first, she assumed it was her roommate." But then she looked in the corner of her eye and saw that her roommate was sleeping soundly on her bed. When she looked back, she saw the thing was still there. She said, quote, I was going to tell the ghost to fuck off, but I heard you aren't supposed to talk to ghosts or spirits. So I sucked my teeth, turned my back towards the ghost, put my comforter over my head and went back to sleep. Oh, she did half of it right. You leave is the, you leave is the part that's <laughs> like, mm, you don't talk to the ghost and you get the fuck out. And then in Founders Resident Hall, another NYU dorm, a Tisch sophomore named Shaylee Reagan had multiple supernatural experiences uh, while living there. Mm. She had been hearing strange sounds at night and couldn't sleep, and it became impossible for her to feel comfortable at night. She said, quote, one night I heard a creak, and I noticed the door was partially opened when I had closed it, and I went to bed. But I shook it off and fell asleep for a few hours. Later in the night, I woke up, and the lights on my wall were not only turned on, when I had unplugged them, but they were also set on the flashing setting, which I never set them on ever a single time. Hmm. And this wouldn't be the first time that Reagan experienced a haunting in Founders. A few nights later, she said, quote, when I woke up, my string of lights with photos attached were ripped off the wall somehow Yeek. next to my desk, which, which if they fell naturally, never would have been where they fallen. Right. And then finally, there's a story of Tish Jr. Caroline Hedrick. Um, she lived in an apartment close to campus. Okay. 
so not a dorm, but someplace basically on the NYU campus. And she would always feel these weird vibes in her apartment and often smelt sulfur. Mm. She had called her roommate who didn't notice the smell, but Hedrick decided to open a window in the apartment to get rid of the scent. She asked her roommate to open her window, but her roommate told her that it couldn't be open. Even her dad and friends had been unable to get the window open in the past. Hmm. Hedrick went to bed and heard a large crash in the middle of the night. It sounded like her roommate had knocked her laptop off the bed, so Hedrick didn't think much about it. Quote, coincidentally, this was around 3 a.m. Now, 3 a.m., for, for us paranormally folks, is commonly known as the haunting hour. Mm. Um, it, it's derived from um, old religious times. Christ died at three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And so the shift between good and evil then happens 12 hours later at 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah, that's why it's the haunting hour, the witching hour. Huh. Because Jesus died at three o'clock in the afternoon, right. a good thing that happened to the world, and so contrastly, bad things happened at three a.m. Fascinating. Also, nothing ever good. Ha- nothing ever good happens after three o'clock. Yeah, uh, it's a hard your mother reference, um, but still. Um, <laughs> so in the morning, Hedrick's roommate asked what time she came in and opened her window last night. She said, "Quote: It was wide open, and all the stuff on her windowsill had been knocked over." Hedrick said, I was like, that's not funny. I never came into your room last night. Hedrick's roommate was so freaked out, she immediately burst into tears. The roommate stayed in the apartment for the rest of the semester, but later moved out. So what is it about the NYU campus? Because this will not be the first time that I come to you with stories of NYU, folks. Mm. Um, There is something at NYU that is creepy and paranormal. Yeah. Um, You know, but... As for the Brittany mm-hmm. Hotel, the Brittany Hall, uh-huh. Brittany Hall, the human, right. <laughs> um, Molly is still said to be there. I mean, all the articles I read were all from the last, I intentionally pulled up articles in the last like five years, mm-hmm. um, the last being 2019, mm-hmm. but people are still living in the Brittany. Um, I've been to the Brittany Hotel. I, I, I've, I mean, the Brittany, I've been to Brittany Hall before. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to offer... They used to have some classes off on their bottom floor, and I think that's all dorms now. So I was there for a moment of time. I don't, I don't remember experiencing anything paranormal, but I get it. Like, and, and, and I like that today is really focused really on these stories yeah. from people because they're really fascinating. Really, yeah, you know, bordering explainable, bordering unexplainable. I've got a hot take. Oh, it's a hot take. The hot take. She always do. <laughs> the hot take is that this isn't a ghost. This is aliens. Oh, hot take. Hot take. And here's why. Do you feel it? Do you feel the heat of the hot? <laughs> we need to make a sting for Christina's hot take. Hot take. <laughs> I'm going to work on that. Um, Christina's hot, hot take. <laughs> um, so here's why. Um, thinking a lot about our Whitley Schreiber friends. Yeah. Um, and... Those aliens like to, one, show up from, like, behind doors and then, like, run into other doors. Check. That's a Molly thing. I'm not here to hurt <clears throat> you. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, this uh, this weird smell situation. Yes, I know sulfur is often associated with ghosts, but remember Whitley Schreiber also asked to smell the aliens? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was like, yes, you smell musty and, like, cheese and, like, flowers and, like, something else. So weird. You smell musty and, like, cheese. I'm going to insult people <laughs> like that for now. Hey, hey, you smell musty and like cheese. <laughs> um, I said it. And uh, the fact that Molly apparently just roams Greenwich Village, weird, unless 
it well, is. She, she doesn't run about Grange Village. Well, what did we do? She went to these other. We don't know. We don't know. That's Molly. Mm. Those are just. I was just mm. caring to mention those stories as other commonalities that happened on the NYU dorms. I'm sticking with. Okay, here's one more Woodley Schreiber. Sorry for any confusion. Uh, there's one other Woodley Schreiber connection here, which is the little white child-like being that runs in and pokes you and runs out again. Feels very Molly. That feels very Molly too. Well, what do you folks think? Hot take. It was a great hot take. I love when those hot takes come out because that's like a fair hot take. Is it a ghost? Is it aliens? Is it a same spirit haunting all these buildings? Does every building get their own? Mm. Is it like, you know, do you, do you get drafted to a certain building? Molly, you got... <laughs> you got this one tonight. <laughs> you got Brittany Hall tonight. Um, Joachim, you get a, you get Founders Hall tonight. Oh, I always get Founders Hall. Joachim, you will like it. <laughs> you will haunt Founders and you will like it. No more. Every time, every night, every night. That's always an issue. Every night. <laughs> Uh, but what do you folks think? As always, sound off in the in the comments on our Instagram and our Facebook. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at NYE Mystery Machine. You can follow us on the Twitter at NY Mysteries. Um, while you're on your phone listening to the show, be sure to to like, subscribe, and give us a f- 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 five 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 star review on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can give us five stars. And if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review yeah. with some words. Or Audible, apparently. Or Audible. If you leave us a review on Audible or on Spotify, or if you leave us a review on Audible or on Apple Podcasts, we'll enter you in the runnings for Listener of the Month uh, coming up in April. To be a new listener of the month, yeah. so um, yeah. be sure to do that. And we love hearing from you. So our we favorite do. thing in the whole wide world is when we hear people talk about us. <laughs> we love it. We're not narcissists. We're not narcissists at all. Well, um, that's all we have today. Thank you for that creepy, horrifying episode, Adam. I do what I can. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, NYU students, if you're still at NYU, um, I would love for you to sound yeah. off. If you're, uh, have you experienced Molly? Have you seen Molly? Yeah. Do you think she's a screen memory and you've been taken to a place above in a spaceship? Yeah, all my NYU, NYU peeps, anyone who's ever dormed at NYU, uh, reach out uh, and let us know what you've experienced. Um, and likewise, if you experience stuff at other campuses in New York, uh, we're always interested in, in learning more. So um, that is that for today. We are back next week with an all new episode. Um, I've been Adam Mace. I've been Christina Marinelli. And as always, we thank you so much for taking a ride on the New York Mystery Machine. Tammy Hall, but it's it's not even a building. It's actually just a political system that was in place. For ghosts. <laughs>